welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Great. Who's ready for the Word? We are in our Holy Habits series and today we have Deb sharing with us. So why don't you jump on your feet to welcome her this morning as she brings the Word. Thanks, Deb. Well, welcome back to another week of Holy Habits. I was just having a little laugh with the Lord because um, as a prophet, I like to flow really freely and Holy Spirit's here and He's here right now and I'm feeling a little bit caught up in His presence and things could get really weird, but I have a message that is teaching. So combining that, you know, this is material that's been well prepared and it's well ordered and it's well structured, but Holy Spirit's here now. This could be a bit of fun. So before we start, let's, I just want to pray, but, you know, there's a lot of people unwell, isn't there? Um, and I feel like God really wants us to pray healing for people. And, you know, just before we do that, I just want to encourage you because um, in recent weeks we found out about two testimonies of people with genuine heart issues that are now gone, verified by their doctor. And we've also had a couple of people um, who had cancer healed, verified by their doctor too. Praise the Lord. And so if the Lord can heal the heart and the Lord can heal things like cancer, he can absolutely heal the flu and the gastro and all the things that people have. Right? Good. So if you've got any healing issue, I just want to encourage you to be bold and put your hand up because we want to gather and pray. So just put your hand up and everybody else look around and find a hand and we are going to pray over people for healing today, whatever it is. So just encourage you to reach out, lay hands on them and let's pray to God our healer, hey? So, Lord, we just come today, we come boldly today, Lord. We have seen miraculous things happening in our midst, Lord, and we are seeing firsthand that you are the healer, as well as believing by faith because of your word that you are the healer. So we declare over each person today, you are the healer, Lord Jesus. You are the healer and it is by your blood because you died on the cross that we can be healed and set free. And so we pray healing into each person that needs it today in Jesus' name. And we declare that verse from Isaiah that says, by your stripes we are healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your grace that healing can come. And so we tell all infirmity to leave in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. You're not welcome here with this person. We disagree with it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that for your um, blood that brings cleansing and redemption and healing and wholeness, Lord. Wholeness, Lord. I was just talking to someone before church. We're talking about how the Lord loves to heal the whole person. And so we pray, Lord, even for these ones who are coming for a specific thing, Lord, we pray healing for the whole of them, not just that sickness. We pray wholeness over their lives today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And the other little word that I did have for today, this will seem really simple, so just 
kind of sit with it as it comes, that it might be for you, is that the Lord wants to help you. Just think about that. The Lord wants to help you. Sometimes we're thinking, what have I got to do for God? What does he say? What do I need to learn? Today, the Lord wants to help you. So whatever that thing is, you know, I've had times in my life and I've just thought, I just need help. I don't even know what help I need. I just know it's bad. I need some. And that's okay. The Lord wants to help you. And so just let that be like a blanket over what I'm going to share today for holy habits. The Lord wants to help you through his word. So we're going to jump into two habits at once. We are going to be going quick today. So are you ready? Buckle up. And I'm pretty confident that you will like one of the two. So today we're going to talk about work and rest. Now you'll be a person who more easily leans into one of these. You might be more easily led into working and you, or you might be more easily leaning into resting. But what I've discovered preparing this is that no matter, you know, what space you lean into, there's actually a challenge from the Lord in both spaces for all of us today. So let's dive in. I more naturally will lean into the workspace. So it's no surprise that for the last decade, so, you know, that's okay. I'm not slow. It's just that's how big the the topic is. For the last decade, the Lord's been teaching me about rest. That's because that's how profound it is with the Lord. So we're going to be looking essentially at the part of doing in our lives, us doing things, that's work, and as well as the part of us that is our being part, where we just get to be, that's actually resting. And we're going to look into these. But let's talk about work first. So what actually is work? Work is an activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. Oh, sorry, I just feel the Lord and um, makes me want to laugh about this work definition, but we'll keep going. <laughs> work is a task or task to be undertaken. So we're actually doing something for a purpose when we work and it requires mental or physical energy. We're talking about more than just having a job and being employed here. We're talking about all work. So it could be contributing the skills of washing clothes. I hate that job personally, but it could be that because it means then the next day people in that house have something appropriate to wear. So it's for a bigger purpose. It could be the person who drafted up the plans for us here at Hope Community for our building project. It could be formulating quotes for someone that you work for at work. It could be teaching children at school. At the end of the day, work is doing something and contributing skills for the achievement of something bigger. The plans here for hope, they're not just so that the person had fun drawing up plans and then we look at them. They're actually contributing to the project, our vision, that we as hope want to be more connected to our community. We want to be able to engage with them better and have more impact. And so that person that's drawing up plans is actually part of a much bigger and more profound purpose. And you have work that you do. If you work in administration, 
you're not just doing a to-do list. You're actually bringing a sense of order, organisation to every other aspect of that space that you're in that means it runs well and it's sustainable. So just imagine if you were working in administration in a business, that business, if it's under the Lord, is representing the Lord in an industry and within the community. And if everything lines up, that means that that business is evangelising into that space. But if you didn't have administration, that business could not in fact continue to run. And so by doing that to-do list, you are contributing to the evangelization, sharing of the Lord and bringing his kingdom to earth in a community and an industry. Now, remember that work is mental or physical contribution to something. So even when we're limited, lots of us have limitations, physical limitations or mental limitations, circumstantial limitations. There is good work that we can be doing. It's work that the Lord's prepared for us. There's something just for each of us. Now, there are times, and some of us know this, there are times when we can't work at all. And in those times, we are still loved and valuable. And you might just be in an extended period of time of resting and learning how to be. But where is work in the Bible? So in Genesis 2, it says God finished his work and then he rested from his work on the seventh day. So it's interesting that God finished his work, he stopped doing it, and then he rested. God worked. And this is in the Bible from the very beginning. A few verses later, it says, The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Now notice that it says Adam was put there to work there. So where you are placed is where the Lord wants you to work. Ooh. So just think. Think about the spaces that you are in each week. That's where God's placed you to work. Now Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Colossians 3, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Now, this word inheritance, so we often think, you know, inheritance with the Lord is something we get on our way into heaven, but Jesus has already died. So just think about inheritance and what that means. Jesus has already died. And so that means that our inheritance from him is actually also now. And when we do the work that he's set up for us, he rewards us with inheritance now. Our work is contributing something eternal in the Lord. But 2 Thessalonians says, We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Ooh. So what that means is there's a temptation on us that if we are not filling our time and being busy with the things that God has put for us, work, we then become idle with this space. And what do we do? We dive into spaces that are not ours. We meddle in other people's business instead. Now, why do we need the habit of working? When I asked myself this question, I thought some people are going to say, what? This is not... A choice I have, like, I have to go to work. What are you talking about why I should be in the habit? I've got to work. 
But the reality is some of us are not working. Some of us actually think about how hard work is and without realising it, that word hard actually for us means it's bad because it's hard and therefore I don't want to do it. We're so focused on how hard it is that we think, no, that's not good, so it's bad and I'm not going to do it. But the truth is, in the Garden of Eden, when God first created the world, he put Adam and Eve there to work and it was beautiful. They loved it. Sin entered the world, curses came, and at that point, work became hard. Now, at that point, giving birth to a child became hard too. But you don't find us ever saying, well, giving birth is bad, I'm not going to do it. We say it's hard, but it is good because it's of the Lord. And it's actually the same with work. It is hard, but it's good and it's of the Lord. So why should we make this a habit? Number one, work is a mandate on our lives from the Lord. He provides this for us because of who he is and how relationally he is. He wants us to be involved and included in the rollout of his wonderful plan for the world. He's actually including us in something incredible from him. Number two, we are created to work. God created us and the very way he wired us and built us as humans means that we go well when we work because we're created for it. Now that will all look different for all of us because as we know, we're all a little bit different to each other. There's different circumstances that we have, there's different abilities and there's different gifts. So work will look different to each person. But at the end of the day, work is what we're all wired up to be able to do. Now, the world is actually created with a structure. Some people are like, I hate structure. The Lord's structure is not overbearing and restrictive. The Lord's structure brings um, peace and it brings empowerment. And so we're created to be able to work in with that, not to be all restricted, restricted, but to be empowered. Now, parents, if you have young kids, you will know this, and it'll be fresh off the press because at the end of the term when they're young, they are oh so tired and we're all, oh, thank you, Lord, that it's holidays, no routine. Because actually, we're all tired from the kids' work of the term and we need a break. But you'll also know that by the end of that couple of weeks... Thank you, Jesus. School is back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because we say we just need some routine back in our lives, but actually our kids need something to sink their teeth into. They need something that pulls down and causes them to work. It's the work and structure together that we love. That's what the Lord's created for us. Now, if you've had chronic sickness or you've had no opportunity to work for long periods, you will likely have experienced either pain or grief or feelings of being lost and aimless. It's very difficult. And that's because we are wired up to use our time for purposeful things and it helps us as people in so many ways. 
Number three is that work is worship and we work for the Lord. Now, last week, Dan went into all the Hebrew words, which was so cool. And one of the Hebrew words that he pointed out for worship is actually the same Hebrew word, it's in Genesis, as work. Work is worship, we work for the Lord. So we love the Lord, and so we do what he wants and what he says. He's prepared work for us, so we show him our love by doing it. So one of the ways that my husband loves me is he actually does things that he doesn't want to do. Have you thought about that? You might be able to think about how someone in your life loves you because they do something they actually don't want to do it. It's not actually something they love, but they love you and see the need, and so they do it. So he will drag all the wood up to the back door of the house for me because he knows that I love fires and we sit around the fire. It's relaxing. It's a time of connection. He doesn't love carrying pieces of wood up to the house, but he does it because he loves me. And we work for the Lord, and so our work is worship for the Lord. This means that we're going to work in the earth, and we're going to work to serve others. The next one is that work is the Lord's provision for us. So your actual ability to work is from the Lord. That's a gift from God. The work on offer for you to do from the Lord. The income you receive from doing that work, also from the Lord. Now, provision of the Lord can sometimes be a straight handout, and we've seen amazing testimonies of that here. Money that just shows up on the day, just in, it's incredible, really awesome. Provision is also God giving us the tools, the abilities to create and engage so that we have what we need. That's provision of the Lord. And as we understand that with provision, we'll then see, well, if he's provided my ability, he's provided the opportunity, he's provided my income, well, of course I'm going to give back to him what's already his. Of course I'm then going to tithe my income as he requests because I'm acknowledging that he's the provider. What's the challenge, though? So the challenge is... Who are you really working for? When you work, when you do work activities, who are you really working for? Now, if you love to work, if you're someone that leans into work, ask yourself, who am I really working for when I do that? Is it for me? Is it for the Lord? If you don't like working and you tend to think, I'm just going to do just enough to get by because, you know don't really want to do that or it's not that important and I've got enough to get by. Ask yourself, who am I really working for? When we are working for ourselves, we will tend to either overwork or underwork. If we tend to work too much, it's very likely we have a temptation going on that our identity, who we are, actually comes through our work. The problem with this is it just doesn't work. It's not true. And so what we do is we work more and we work more seeking that it'll be better when I get this project done. People in your families might have even heard others say that. It's all right. I just got to get this done and then it will be better. 
When I do this job, then I'll, make, I'll have made it. The problem is it's not true, and so we never get there chasing that. We even start to believe then that the place that I work in, it's not going to be okay if I'm not there. If I don't get that done, if I don't do that next thing, they're not going to be okay because it's actually then become all about us. But if you tend to work too little, you might be being tempted to work for yourself because life's actually all about how comfortable, happy and fun it is for me. So we're focused on doing less so that we can have that lifestyle that we want to have for ourselves. But when we're working for the Lord, we get to be part of something hugely bigger, so much bigger than us. It's incredibly significant. And we get this satisfaction and joy because we're contributing to something bigger than us. We feel connected in the space that we're placed in because we're actually putting something of ourselves into it. So here at Hope Community, you're actually here, I believe, because the Lord has placed you here. Some of you will be like, oh, no, that's not true. I just wanted to come. He, he was part of that, that <laughs> desire. Um, and so you're placed here at Hope Community. So you have something that you bring work-wise here. What you bring is actually work. But remember, work is good. So it's okay to say that because work is good and that contribution that we all bring will vary significantly. It'll vary because of your circumstances, your gifts and your abilities. And I actually know of a few people in the room today and you really struggle because you feel like you come here and you don't give anything in. You feel like you come and you just receive and receive. And if that's you, I just want to affirm again that it might be that you're in an extended period of rest and you're learning how to be. That's good. But it might be that you just haven't connected with how the Lord wants you to work here. And so if you ask him that, I think you'll be very surprised and excited by what he shows you because there is something good and achievable for each of us. I know that many of our older generation here, they say that they're retired. I love this. They say that they're retired, but they all work here. They're consistently here. They are super supportive, working here. And um, many of us know just how strengthening it is with this generation being so present, consistent and supportive. So if that's you today, the word I really want to have for you is we feel the strength that we have because of your presence. It's very tangible. It is just so strengthening to all the work that's done here. So thank you. Contributing to something brings us connection, joy and satisfaction. So who are we really working for? Now ask yourself, do I need to rededicate my work today to being for the Lord? If you're working and you don't yet feel the value of your work, you don't feel satisfaction out of it, ask the Lord what his purpose is of what you do. What does he say? Because his purposes are bigger and they're actually amazing and incredible. 
And if we can do our work with that in mind, how much better will we go? It's incredibly important, the work that we do. The wonderful thing is, though, the work that God has for us is achievable and yet it's incredibly powerful. So just think for a moment, just imagine, it's not going to be a, a pretty picture, but just imagine if you came to hope and cleaning was never done. Just imagine what that might appear like, feel like and seem like. And I think pretty quickly a few of you will go, I'm not coming back, never again. Because suddenly hope would be completely undesirable and unwelcoming. Added to that, we would become unsafe. We would probably get shut down because of being unsafe if cleaning didn't happen. So the fact that cleaning work happens here is so significant that we are here today as we are. We could not be here today as we are if cleaning did not happen. And yet the cleaning action can be done by many, but the power of it is substantial. And that's how good it is when we're working for the Lord. We do something achievable, and yet it comes to such a wonderful, bigger picture with the Lord. So I encourage you to write down in this next section what applies to you. Ask yourself the questions, where am I placed? What do I bring? What do I contribute in work? Ask the Lord to help you with that. Next thing is submit your work under the Lord. Commit from today that you are working for him in whatever you do for work. Some of you will need to ask God what is his greater purpose for your work so you get to join in with the joy and satisfaction he wants to bring. Thank the Lord in tithe and prayer for the provision that he's given you through working and income. It's all from him. We need to be acknowledging the Lord that he's provided that and responding to that and looking for work. If you're a person that's looking for work, I had a um, sense to just share on this specifically if you're looking for work. What we tend to do is we think I'm qualified in this, so I have special skills in this and I'm really passionate about this and so it's about that broad and then we look for job opportunities on that. But if the Lord is so on about work and he's saying that even things like cleaning and day-to-day jobs we think not much of, you know, doing the washing, is of significant value under him, in the meantime, for that, instead of being in that narrow space, broaden it into what am I able to do and where are the opportunities in that space? Because work is so powerful. Whatever we are doing, if we are doing it for the Lord, it is incredibly powerful. Now let's switch gears into rest. Some of you will love this space so much more and some of you this will be a really big challenge. Because the short of it is where work is the doing of life, rest is the being. What we do is to be done for the Lord. Resting is being present where we are. We're just being. So what do we really mean by rest? Rest is stopping work or movement in order to relax, sleep or recover strength. 
Now, I mentioned this concept of structure. God created the world in an order. And it has a structure to how it functions and goes well. So we have 24-hour days. We have seasons. We have times. And God created us then with, as humans with bodies that fit well within that. So we need rest. And we sleep each day to function. We need that. And so we actually work and function well as humans when we are resting well. So God wants us to rest on a daily, weekly, yearly, and I believe seven to ten yearly basis. They're all different rest spaces we need to look at and address in our lives. So what does the Bible say about rest? Genesis 2. So we're right back in the beginning again of the Bible. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God then blessed that seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. It says that God stopped and then he rested. This is the first appearance of Sabbath rest in the Bible. God demonstrated to us how it should look. He stopped working, he rested. Now, it says in this uh, verse that God had finished the work and he rested. So I checked out the word finished because I was thinking, so does that mean we need to complete the job and then we rest? But I can only see the definition of finish here meaning to stop. It does not specifically hook onto the word complete And I feel like there's a few here. You've been hanging on to what you are doing. White knuckles, hanging on to dear life, just thinking, I've just got to finish this meaning. I've got to complete this, then I'll rest. And God's saying, "Uh uh-uh, you've got to stop. You've got to lay down the tools and you've got to have a rest now. That's a word for you, perhaps. Now, Pete and Jerry Schizero, I love um, some of their work. They have a ministry called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship and they have some great material on Sabbath rest, so you can look into that. But they say Sabbath rest must include four things. It's stopping. That, that in itself, for some of us, is a big deal, right? Stop. Stopping. Resting as in physical sleep and relaxation delighting. So this is where we get to enjoy God's creation and his gifts to us, his provision. We enjoy it, have fun, and contemplation. And this is really where we connect with the Lord. Exodus 20, it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This is an exodus in the Ten Commandments. So it's actually a commandment from the Lord to rest. God knows that we're wired up. We're wired up to work. So we go and we work. And we get focused on our work. And we can forget about relationship and where all of this has come from. 
And so he made sure to command us then to stop and rest because this is our being time. This is when we connect with God, we connect with ourselves. Sometimes when we have a rest, we realise just how tired we are. That's not bad. That is connecting with ourselves and being. Sometimes we stop and we realise how much we've missed the Lord when we connect with him. You might stop and have time with a friend and you realise how much you've missed that time as well. You might realise when you have a good laugh just how much you needed some fun and spontaneity in your life. Hebrews 4 says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did. So we're following the Lord. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. It can be hard to enter that rest. Every effort so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And Ezekiel 20 says, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them so that they might know that I, the Lord, sanctify them. So why should we have Sabbath rest in our lives? Why should this be a habit? One, it's a commandment from the Lord. This is not a, oh, God said I have to do it, so I have to do it. It's a, wow, the Lord knows how we work best And he knows what's best for me. So he's instructing me to have the best. Number two, it connects us with God and ourselves. We actually learn how to be. Because resting is an absence of working. We're just being present. It's us being in this space. This brings us back to who God is and who we are. Number three, we live in dependence on the Lord when we are resting because we're pulling out of the happenings and of all those things that seem to depend on us and we're trusting the Lord that he'll look after it while we're out. We're depending on the Lord. Number four, we restore when we rest. So Sabbath resting actually restores us. I remember years ago when Toby and I first Um, put this into our lives and I think we were into the second week of it and at the end of our time we were both like wow this is amazing like following this commandment is amazing it's like we've just had this mini holiday and yet we haven't taken any time off work you know it's we've fitted it into our lives and we were like how good is God that he would tell us you should do this and it's this good it was like that we are restored when we rest Number five, we work from our rest. So if just imagine feeling fully restored, fully charged, clear on who God is and on his purposes and then clear on who you are, you're connected and then you go to work from that place. Your work suddenly becomes purposeful because you know the bigger reason why you're doing it. That's exciting. You've got some energy and so it's now becoming more efficient and effective as well. This is what we get to do. We get to work from a place of rest. So the challenge then with rest is that you cannot rest if you cannot trust in the Lord. Resting. Sabbath resting means that you trust the Lord that everything will be okay if you opt out of the doing and enjoy some being time. 
So just think, do you have trouble resting? Just ask yourself then, do I have trouble trusting the Lord? Some of us will be like, no, I don't have trouble. But actually this issue of trusting the Lord can be a really deep thing. It can go deep down. Do you feel safe when you don't have a routine around you? Do you feel safe to just have some time with God and have no idea what it's going to look like or how it's going to go? Are you afraid that if you actually stop, you'll realise how worn out you are and you'll fall apart? Are you afraid about what might come up in your mind if you slow down? These all might be things that can point out that there's a struggle there to be able to really trust the Lord with resting. So to be able to stop and really rest with the Lord, we have to be able to trust him. And sometimes we're just thinking, no, I have no trouble resting. I'm great at it. But if you think about it, what a lot of us can do is we're actually escaping reality. We opt out and we're okay to do that, but we escape reality. And yes, escaping reality gives us a break, but escaping reality does not restore us. So you'll have a hit the pause button, which is good to breathe, but you won't actually feel better that restores you to go better. But Sabbath resting with the Lord not only gives us a break, but it restores us. So instead of escaping the present, we need to redefine rest as being present. So take note. What, what ones of these are for you? Write them down. Develop your trust in the Lord. It's a big space. It is big, but if you ask the Lord, he will help you and take you on that. Reprioritize or, or get rest as a priority in your life. Look at your schedule. This needs to be um, factored in. It needs to be intentional. You know, back in Hebrews, it was they had to actually really work hard to get into rest. It'll get snatched away. So look at your schedule and redefine rest. It is being present rather than escaping the present. So here it really is, is our lives are actually made up of work and rest, of doing and being Rest in the Lord, it includes fun, it's spontaneity, we're free from a real structure. We have fellowship with God, with others. It's also sleep and relaxing. We're free from having to be productive and working. Work is the doing of our lives and it does matter to the Lord. It really does matter to the Lord. He provided it for us. If it didn't matter... He wouldn't provide it. He's provided it for us, it matters. And if we really recognise that our work is gifted from God, our provider, we'll take it seriously. We'll make the most of it. And this is where we get to demonstrate abilities, but we also get to serve others and impact the world with the Lord's presence. So where are you at with working and resting? Some of you here will either be in or coming into an extended period of rest where you learn how to be. 
because it'll be time to move from just having a break here and there to actually having restoration in your life. Others, though, you've been out, out not realising that God has put all this out for you, that there's more for you to engage in and work in. And so it's time for you to enter into that. Maybe you didn't realise that he had all of this for you and that it's really good for you and the space around you to join in. Then there are some and you've been working and never realised that the purpose of what you are doing is under the Lord, that there's a purpose much more than what you've ever connected with. And it's time to jump in and find out what that purpose is and enjoy that. But some of us here have been working for ourselves. Rather than God, it's time to get that straightened out today. It's time to get what we do day-to-day work-wise under the Lord. We're doing it for Him. And so I'm going to pray for us. And I just really encourage you, don't worry about where you think everybody else is at today. Just allow you to be where you're at today. And we're going to pray and ask for the Lord to help you to connect with what is it that you need to address so that you can enter into the more with Him. Holy Spirit, we call on you. Holy Spirit, would you come and minister to each person here today? Thank you that in this moment, Lord, they're just being present with you right now. They can just choose to be here and say, God, I'm here. I'm here. Thank you, Lord, that you know what each person needs. Thank you, Lord, that you're not going to put something that's ill-fitting on them, that doesn't work. You're not going to put a burden on them that they can't take. You're here to help them. You're here to help them enter into what you have for them. And so, Lord, would you come? For those of us, Lord, we want to dedicate that our work is to be unto you, Lord. We're sorry for working for ourselves. We're sorry for being focused that it's about us. We're sorry for refusing to engage because we're just caring about ourselves, Lord. When there's this better way where we can do things that are so much more significant than what we realised. And yet, Lord, here you are saying that it's good for us to rest. And so we know, Lord, you're not going to overwork us. You're not going to drive us into the ground. You just want us to be part of something with you. You just want us to be able to enjoy being connected, enjoy having satisfaction and having joy in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we pray a blessing on those who are in an extended period of rest right now. We pray blessing on them, Lord, that they would come into knowing the joy of being your child. They would learn and enjoy how to rest in you and how to trust in you that you will provide while they're in this season. And so, Lord, I pray that over each person now, Lord, you are our provider. Whether we are at work or whether we are at rest, Lord, you are our provider. 
And Lord, we pray for a breakthrough of trust, God. We want to trust you more, Lord. We want to know how to lean into you, God. We want to know how to depend on you completely. And so we pray for your help, Holy Spirit, with that. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing today and we're coming back to today that actually all of this is wonderful and it's of the Lord and it's because of Him and His grace that we get to have this, that we get to be included in His great plan, that we get to have fun in our lives. It's all because of the Lord and we can rest in Him. So just invite you to stand and we're going to sing together. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.